This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. <laughs> and the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor. Oh, my God. Yeah, We're just what? having... Why you are you, you coughing are, and laughing? What are you doing over there? She had, uh, she's trying to adjust her chair, and for about five minutes, she'd been sitting there with her chin <laughs> on, on, the, the, on desk. the desk. Yeah, well, the whole thing kind of collapsed on you. Yeah. It's one of those chairs you can raise up and down, but you mm. were more down than up. Uh, anyway, true. hey, good morning, one and all. It's Sebastian, hi to you. Our uh, producer of the show, mm-hmm. and uh, he will be, of course, the first voice you hear when you call these numbers to reach you, Charlie Dobbin, mm-hmm. 416-360-0740, and then anywhere else in the province, it is toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Well, I don't know, both Charlie and I have sort of agreed that we kind of knew, just as they started playing yesterday in Kansas City that it was not going to go well. You know, yeah. I just had that feeling. Well, like it was those too. fans. I didn't like the yeah. fans. And I really don't, don't, like, don't. I don't like the, the, those announcers they're using on Fox. Yeah, either do I. Either do I. Let's protest that. I would like uh, to. Darn I'd like right. to cancel my Rogers account just because I don't <laughs> like the fact that Fox <laughs> is broadcasting. Anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah. I was listening. No. Even if you stream it, it's all same announcers. Is, mm. is it? Yeah. Oh, crumb. Okay, so, well. the mantra? The mantra, here we go. Call early, call often, one question per call. And, uh, oh yeah, if, uh, if you are a first-time caller, let Sebastian know, and you will hear this just as you come on the air. That'll get your wings. That'll, that'll get your wings. And, of course, as the temperatures are dropping, those are frosty wings. <laughs> That's uh, right. Speaking of frost, yes, the F word was definitely on my yeah. tip of my tongue this morning. Yep, frost at my place. First one. First wow, one of the season. Okay. So, uh, yeah, little sparkly crystals on top of the garage roof this morning. So, yes, indeed. It's a good thing I picked everything that was edible out of the garden uh, just yesterday. Brought in all the tender plants so they won't die in the frost. And... And built the nice warm little house for the stray kitty yeah. cat that lives in my back garden. And uh, I just wanted to uh, remind you about something that happened last weekend after okay. the show. We went uh, off to our usual <clears throat> breakfast location, and you were so excited. You were oh. sharing with me this <laughs> super de duper uh, purchase that you had made of a new computer. Yes, and you yes. were all bright eyed and so proud uh-huh. of yourself. And then I, in my inimitable way, pointed out that you had done something really dumb, yeah, and just, you just started to was, almost cry right before my very well, eyes. Yeah. Well, so geez, I just want to apologize so that you know, I mean, I was just so insensitive the way I just like you know pointed out that you steamrolled me. You just, <laughs> I just yeah. told you you had made a silly choice. 
That was not quite the term you used. <laughs> However, that can't go on the air anyway. No. But let folks come to their imagination themselves. Oh, well, I, I thank you for that. You're, you're yeah. being very sensitive this morning, which is not like you I at was going to say it. Yeah. yeah, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but let's explain what you did. You, well, yeah, I, okay. I, well, might as well, I'll mention the name. If we get sued, we get sued. Why? Uh, Why would we get sued? I don't know. But <laughs> Norton, the, you know, the... Antivirus. Yeah, antivirus thing. I said that I just got Norton as part of this package of this new computer about Charlie's no 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 and like they were in the restaurant and she's screaming at me no no and I said what she said that'll slow down your computer that's terrible I said and, yeah Norton's was cool 20 years ago but yeah. that nobody's used in the last 15 well except you know who here well, but I didn't install it so well and, but then you didn't believe me either no, you went I didn't and either. asked others I and did. what happened when you well, asked others my my both my sons said, no, don't use that. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. So I had to call and apologize anyway. We apologize to each other. Yes. You are all witnesses. <laughs> I was I was insensitive. and Just a minute. Let's stand up and hug goes. right here. Oh, okay. Let's stand up and hug right all now. Right. So all for, all Whoops, forgive it. Oh, there we are. Okay. I just there banged the microphone. Sorry about that. <laughs> all right. All right. We're friends again. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll try to not make you cry. All right. Okay, quickly, a couple of uh, things coming up. Tomorrow, the Ontario Rock Garden and Hardy Plant Society meets at 12.30 p.m. until 4 at the Toronto Botanical Gardens, 777 Lawrence Avenue East. Bring your mug and a friend. Enjoy the plant sale. And the speaker is, uh, the speaker's name is David Sellers, and he is speaking on chaos in the rock garden, putting theory into practice. Sounds like a great topic. Uh, all right, so because he's all about uh, rock garden design and how it relates to natural landscapes and preferred plant habitats is one of his passions. So everybody's welcome. Of course, it's free parking and free admission. Uh, um, Wednesday, October, sorry, Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, October 21st, Marion Jarvie will also be at the Toronto Botanical Garden speaking on irresistible woody plants. Uh, Marion is a longtime gardener in the Thornhill area, not far from me, and she's got lots and lots of experience planning, planting, and learning about some of the amazing resilience of some of our very best ornamental woody plants. So she'll, she's a, you know, very well, very knowledgeable and certainly worth listening to. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. Lecture is at 7.30 p.m. Members are free. But if you're not a member, you will pay. Students are only $15 with ID. And, uh, oh, and then mark your calendars. I'm in Midland a week this Monday, Monday, October 26th, 7.30 p.m. Topic is The Big Chill or How to Get Your Garden Ready for the Winter. The meeting takes place. Uh, hopefully it won't already be winter in <laughs> Midland by then. The meeting takes place at the North Simcoe Sports and Rec Center in the seniors' room. And I hope to see everybody there. And I hope somebody uh, in that committee has a red Carpet. She always likes that, you know. I like right to carry from the car in, door <laughs> into wherever uh, the litter place is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we got to scoot along here. Yes. Okay, because there are folks waiting on the line, mm -hmm. and we will be to you, Alan, Sharon, Mary, all the rest, to uh, call in in just a bit here. But we do have uh, some words from our favorite sponsors. Here we go. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. All righty, ready to rock and roll here on this uh, Saturday morning. It's a little cloudy, but we'll brighten things up for you. No, Alan, it's not. Where isn't there clouds? That's blue, oh, blue, blue. Geez. What happened? I, I guess I You're came in when it was still dark. You've got fog in your eyes. <laughs> oh, I'm going to take a little trip out here. I think it's Mono Mills on uh, Highway 9. Am I close with that, Alan? Good morning and welcome. 
Good huh? morning. Well, yeah, we're we're, we're uh, north of Highway Nine. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're in well between Highway Nine and, and Highway Eighty Nine. Oh, near Orangeville. Yeah. Orangeville. Beautiful yeah. part of the country. Yeah, it is very nice. Here. Well, anyway, my, my question is: uh, in the summer of 2014, I planted some strawberries mm-hmm. and had a bumper crop. They were delicious. They're kind of odd shaped. Some of them were, mm-hmm. but they, those plants didn't grow very high. I'm just guessing now. Maybe perhaps four or five inches at the most. Mm-hmm. But then this year, I didn't get one single strawberry, and I huh. couldn't figure out why it was. I looked at them carefully, and the, the, the leaf, there's a leaf on the plant there. It looked like you know, a strawberry leaf to me. <laughs> and I picked it up, and it was, no, it was some sort of a uh, crawling vine, I guess it was, you know. And it just literally, oh. you, you'd pull it up by the, just by the handfuls, you know. And uh, it just choked out all the strawberries, well, every one of them. But the leaf kind of looked like a strawberry leaf to you. Yeah, yeah, they, they, mm-hmm. something like that too. But my question was that they, I, I, I talked with the local um, nursery here, mm-hmm. and they said there's nothing you can do about that. I thought maybe there's a spray I could put on to get, get this stuff on, and if no, you, you might as well just dig it up and forget about it, you know. So my question here is regarding that. Um, not, two points here: um, Would uh, if I put black plastic down right now and just leave it there till next? Spring maybe, mm-hmm. and then uh, that would uh, maybe clarify, make a nice clean ground again. Mm, it's worth or, it. Yeah. Or they, or say, but I also would think that uh, not that type of strawberry. There's another kind, and I just guessed now. I remember we used to pick them when I was a kid. Uh, they seem to be on a little uh, bush of some sort, um, and maybe about a foot and a half high. They, the bears just hang and you just pick them off as you need them on. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if you have any suggestions there. Okay, there are ver- many kinds of strawberries out there, varieties. So you're right. You could uh, switch it up in terms of the variety you plant. The idea of eliminating the weed with black plastic is a good one. Yeah. But keep in mind that if you were to lay down... If you were to lay down the black plastic now, first off, I would try and pull as much of the weed as you can or uh-huh. use the mower to mow it as low to the ground as you can. Uh-huh. Then the plastic goes on. Then rocks or soil goes all the way on all the edges of the plastic to keep it down tight to the ground so yeah. no light gets underneath. <clears throat> but you will need to leave that out not only for the winter but well into probably maybe June, depending on the kind of spring we have, because it's the hot sun beating down on the dark plastic that heats up the soil below and sterilizes and kills everything below, but you need that heat. And you're unlikely to get that through the winter, though you will obviously, you're out in full sun, I assume, with the strawberry patch, so you'll get lots of sun, but I don't think you'll have enough you know, um, temperature there to, to actually kill the weeds that are causing the problem. Right. So yeah, so certainly worth a try, in, but, but like I say, you'll at least six weeks into some good weather next spring, early summer, to, yes, to be I effective. Well, well, <clears throat> what's the name, like, the other strawberry plant that grows up a little higher, you know, I'm just guessing, maybe a foot or two feet, something like that. Yeah, I've never seen any grow that high. Um, the wild, the ones that we think of as wild strawberries, they're really, really low to the ground. They're just like little ground covers. And then the varieties that, um, you know, my brain's going on hold here, but I'll look it up and see if I can um, report during the show here. So keep listening. Uh, some, some preferred varieties for our climate. Sure. See, I think what might have happened, too, is that we had a very late frost in May. Right. And it is possible that whatever strawberries you had were just, you know, soft and getting ready and maybe growing a few flowers. And then that frost knocked all the flowers off. Right. So that's always, that, that's when we lose a crop. It's so often because of a late frost. Yes. 
Okay. Okay, so stay tuned, Alan. We'll see if we can come up with we we'll see if we can yes. come up with answers for you. <laughs> the royal I like we. Oh, the royal we, mm-hmm. yes. All righty. Uh let's quickly uh, get to the next caller here. Get me out of trouble. From West Lauren, it's Sharon. Good morning, Sharon. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. Um I have a question about composting. Um I've been starting to uh pull up my flowers, which are getting kinda Bedraggled. <laughs> Dried up a little looking. Um, and I was wondering uh, about the um, the flowers themselves. Can I put them in the compost uh, along with the, the um, plant itself, or would they start to grow again or whatever, or well, should I cut the flowers off? What kind of flowers? Like things well, like petunia? marigolds and um, ageratum and, you know, just mm. and um, um, geraniums and... No. It's all good. Yeah, no, no, definitely compost them. Don't even hesitate to compost them. I've got two bags of them. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, even if they did, they won't grow in your compost, or it's highly unlikely. Sometimes some annuals, if we have a long enough summer, will scatter some seeds around. So every year I get alyssum coming oh. up from last year's plants that scatter seeds. I get snapdragons coming up, but I don't mind that. Like, I just let them come up and do their thing. Uh, however, the, um, sorry, I'm not laughing at you. Frank no. is being silly here, <laughs> no, breaking his pen. I just broke my pen by accident. There. Oh dear. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so, um, uh, yeah, that, yeah. Don't worry. Compost them. Very, okay, very good. And the same with like the perennial flowers and that too. That yeah, most of my perennials, I leave, I leave them. Uh, like I've, say, I've got um, like rabbit's ears, and I've cut all the to- the tops off them. Like the the flowers and that too. I lamb's ears, the soft ones. fuzzy ones. The, yeah, the yeah, lamb's ears. Yeah, um, definitely uh, compost. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All okay, right. that's fine. Thank you very much. Thank, All right. Thank Thanks you, for Sharon. Have oh. a good weekend. You too. Nine twenty three on a very sunshiny morning here in Toronto. Oh yeah, and, uh, and uh, with a broken pen and all. Yep. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> well, the little clip, you know, that you put in your pocket, the thing yeah. that I snapped yeah. it off there, and I was playing with it. Anywho, hey, you know, you know something about me that a lot of people don't know is that I've <laughs> joined. A, yes, yes. <laughs> some we could even repeat on the show. Um, the one thing we can I've, I've recently joined a gym, and boy, am I ever thankful for Sierra so particularly that analgesic spray. Well, because you've Be- got a trainer yes, who's I do. whooping you, eh? Just well, for the next, first six hours, that, you know, I've opted to mm. use a, a personal trainer, and, and it's wonderful. And, uh, yeah, but, but you what it does do whining is in pain. remind you that you've got muscles you never know you, you knew you had. But that's and great. Yes, rediscovering it is. Rediscovering existing yep. muscles, and, like, it's a good thing. I mean, it's, it hurts, but it's a, oh, it's no. a good feeling. Exactly. And, and stretching, very, very important. feeds into being active and how yeah. bet, much better we feel when we are active. And that's why I bring up Sierra Sill. Sure. Because it not only comes in the analgesic spray for those sore muscles that you might develop if mm-hmm. you're exercising or whatever, but... You also, we have actually two other uh, possibilities as well. Right, which are pills that are um, a completely natural, mineral supplement mm-hmm. taken daily, and it's all about oiling the joints. Yeah. So that just helps us keep active and pain-free while we're being active. So whether I'm in the garden or you're in the gym, you and I are you know, gaining all kinds of ability to be out there and be more energetic and have fun while we're doing it. Exactly. So How do you contact the folks at Sierra? For getting in touch, for more information, of course, all the best um, retailers carry Sierra Sil, Pharma Plus, and all the health food stores, 
or you can call them at 1-877-JOINT-14 or check them on the web, sierrasill.com. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size, there's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem, well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Well, there's a big smile on both our faces right now, Charlie. But I was just going to say, we we could be doing a show on computer tips and techniques. Oh, my Lord. During the break there, we were just talking about the importance of Control Z. Being able to undo what you've just done (laughs) is Control Z. So if you were by mistake, to delete something. If in Word you hit Control-Z, it comes back. I'm going to have a Control-Z for you. A Control-S <laughs> will save before you delete everything. Poor Mary has been waiting on the line for Mount... And, and... She's a first only a sh- Yes, indeed. Welcome to the show. There you go, Mary. Hi, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. I have a question about my hydrange. I've bought two hydrange about three or four years ago. They're produce beautiful green leaves, but they will not bloom. Mm. They're in a sunny location out the back. I don't know whether I should cut them off in the fall or what I'm doing wrong. Okay, no, I wouldn't cut them off in the fall. Now, are these the kind of hydrangeas that have round flowers or are supposed to yes, have? Yes, and they're, col- they're colored ones. <clears throat> and do you remember the name of what kind of hydrangea? I do not know the name. Right. I know the one's pink and the other one's blue. Okay, so when you bought them, they were in flower. Yes. Right. So... I received one from our daughter from the flower shop uh, last year for our anniversary. I plumped it in the ground out the front, and it bloomed like everything this Isn't summer. Well? But these other two at the back, they just seem to produce leaves. I know. Hydrangeas are one of the most frustrating shrubs out there, so don't feel bad. This does happen. The, the round-flowered are the macrophylla hydrangeas. Okay. They um, can be a little inconsistent in their flowering. And that's, we do get calls at the show because of that. Some people say to cut them off. Other people say don't cut them off. I don't know what to do. Okay, here's what I suggest. Leave them alone this fall. Don't do anything to them. Let them do their thing for the winter. Um, if they had flowered this summer, there would even be flowers that would stay on the plants over the winter and can be quite ornamental. Next spring, when the birds are starting to sing and the ground is starting to thaw, you will go out and look at those hydrangeas stems that are sticking up out of the ground and on those stems there are buds that are opposite each other along the stems. Some of those little buds will be brown and as the days get warmer and the you know, temperatures get warmer and longer. Um, you will see the little green, some of those buds will start to green up. Depending on the kind of winter we have, depending on the amount of snow is, you know, protecting or insulating those plants over the winter, you may have green growth right up at the tips or you may only have green growth right down at the bottom. But bottom line is some at some point you will see life on those shrubs. Okay. At that point... We get out our pruners on a nice sunny day, and we prune the stems down to the new fresh green buds. Okay. Okay? Great. I tend to go to the lowest common denominator so that all the stems end up being the same height. So I don't have one that's, you know, one stem up a foot, another stem two inches, and another stem 18 inches. So I, I just make them all, you know, roughly six inches tall or whatever, and everything will grow back. And little compost at that time is a great idea uh, just to feed them and make sure they don't suffer for lack of water and otherwise cross your fingers and hope that we have the kind of spring and summer that will uh, will help them to flower. Is it okay to use miracle Grow on them? 
you can. I've in the past that some of our older plants don't like miracle Grow, so I wasn't sure mm-hmm. whether I'm doing the wrong thing by putting miracle Grow on them. Well, personally, I would use miracle Grow to, for, to encourage flowering on annual plants and particularly oh. annual flowers in containers. You'll okay. see such a boost of growth and so many yeah. more flowers in container gardens. In the ground, I tend to not use a lot of miracle oh, Grow. Okay, interesting. I didn't uh, know that. Um, partially just because you'll get a lot of succulent growth, which is what those green leaves okay, are all maybe about. Maybe that's what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. yeah. Best to use compost if you can uh, or um, composted manure, just something that's High, high organic material to help with water, you know, holding water around the plants, which they love, and also really, you know, help the soil be as healthy as possible. Thank you very much for your show. I've been watching it for years, listening to it for years, actually. Excellent. I feel like I'm watching it sometimes. <laughs> actually, I'm listening to it and really enjoy that on Saturday morning. Thank Excellent. you very much. Oh, well, that's terrific, Mary. Thank you for uh, getting on the show for the first time. Don't and be a stranger. Okay. <laughs> the door is always open here at the Garden Show. And, well, who are we going to let in from Barry? I think it's Delane. Hello. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Delane. Welcome to the show. Good morning to the two of you. Good morning. I have uh, a problem with my Rosa Sharon. Whoa. I have five different kinds, Mm -hmm. and they all took their turns blooming out. This last one is my oldest and biggest one, and uh, it it had, I would say, probably a thousand flowers on it this summer. Wow. And it's still got a whole bunch of buds that haven't opened. Mm -hmm. Should I pick them off or just let it go as it is? Just let, I'd leave it. That would be a lot of work to pick those buds. No, just leave it for the winter. I mean, they're unlikely to flower now because you probably had a good frost last night. Oh, yes, we did. And that maybe, was that your first frost in Barrie? Uh, yeah. They said we were going to have snow yesterday, but we didn't get any, but it's, it's, uh, we're covered. The deck is covered with frost this morning. So yeah, yeah it's been cold down and, to three. My, and they are even saying that there are snow squall warnings in your area throughout today. I think and tonight. Well, so, could you quit saying those dirty words. <laughs> 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 I know, I don't but like winter at all. Yeah, but the good thing about winter is we get a break from the garden, right? <laughs> we get to talk about gardening instead of actually having to do it. <laughs> yeah, but if you like gardening, it doesn't I, matter. <laughs> I know. I love gardening. Well, we move our garden indoors for the winter. So, all right, here's what I suggest. The Rose of Sharon is toast. It's done. None of those buds are going to open. What I would do is just ignore your Rose of Sharon's for the rest of this season, next spring. And you remember how Rose of Sharon is the last plant to... show you that it's alive. They look like they're dead far longer than any other plant. But do get your pruners out. Uh, It might be May, it might be early June, but do give all those rows of Sharon a fairly good, you know, you've got five of them, probably they've been there for a number of years. Give them a good pruning next spring. And it's at that point that any um, buds that didn't open will be dropping off or you'll be picking them off. They'll just be all dried up at that point. Um, you may even find some little seedlings have started to grow because that often happens as well, that seeds are formed, drop to the ground, and before you know it, you're starting your own nursery. So that's your time to kind of clean up the Rosa Sharon is in the spring, but I would not touch them at all now. Okay, great. Thank okay. you so much for that help. You're very welcome. Thanks for your call. Thanks, yeah, Delaine. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now, have a great weekend, and thanks for tuning it in to Zoomer Radio. By the way, we just got a news in the past couple of weeks that, uh, congratulations, Charlie Dobbin. Mm-hmm. The show has received the highest ratings we have ever had. Nice. And, yeah, and I don't know figures, but... No, me neither. Uh, but uh, apparently... So, so we know, have at least... A couple of callers. Yeah, I mean, we have a couple we of have, listeners. We've got a couple of listeners. <laughs> so, yeah, but, you, you know, a good suggestion. 
Mention to your friends what you listen to and say, that, hey, tune in, join the crowd. That's right. You know? Tell your we're friends. Having, we're we're, trying, we're going for, for big ratings. Big ratings. Bigger ratings. We want bigger ratings. <laughs> <laughs> hey. break, break the sound barrier in ratings. Oh, we've got a neighbor of yours. Oh, uh, yes, Paul lives in Richmond Hill. I mm-hmm. wonder, could be could be a neighbor right around the corner. You could never be. know. Good morning, Paul. Welcome to the show. Oh, good morning. Um, someone told me that I could um, save the geraniums that I bought in this uh and I put them in a paper bag, uh, turned them upside down, and put them in a paper bag, and put them in the basement. Have you heard tell of that? Uh, I have, but tell me about your basement. It, what kind of a basement do you have? Um, it's loaded with junk at the moment. <laughs> Is it a finished basement? Or no, I'm... not at all. Right. So it's loaded with junk, so it's dark, it's got a concrete floor. You got it. Is it heated at all, or is it cooler than the rest of the house? A little bit cooler, not... not... You know, it's comfortable. Okay. See, the, it's an interesting question. That Yes, indeed, geraniums were very traditionally kept um, back in the day by exactly what you did. Pull them up, turn them upside, like uh, shake the soil off the roots, use a paper bag. Now, the paper bag was just to hold a little tiny bit of moisture in. But those were the days when our basements were cool and they often had earthen floors. Okay. So they were dark, they were moist, they were cool. The geraniums would go completely dormant, but they wouldn't die because it was cool enough and moist enough that it, it just held them in a, in a dormant, barely alive state. And then come late winter, those same geraniums would start to sprout just because they knew it was spring. And then you would take cuttings. This is by this time it's February, March, and you would take cuttings from those geraniums and get them into moist soil or sand, and then okay, you start on. new plants. It sounds like too much work. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to do in our yeah. heated basements, particularly because it's so dry in the winter, the geraniums just tend to shrivel up and die. See, the, the barbershop around the corner, he's got them in the window, mm-hmm. and they last all year. Right, and that's an interesting point you bring up. Geraniums are perennial plants. If we lived in Florida, we would have geraniums all the time in our gardens. Oh, okay. It's the frost that kills them. So, yes, that is, that's been my most effective way to overwinter geraniums is keep them growing. Pot them up or have them in pots outside in, all summer. Bring in the pots. As long as you've got a nice sunny window, they will happily grow indoors as a flowering plant on your sunny window ledge. And then I would cut them back in the spring, right? Yeah, because they do get big. They'll, yeah, they'll, they'll get spinely or whatever. Get gangly, that's yeah, right, over the winter. So, yeah. yep, we'll often have to cut them back in the spring just to, and then, but what you cut off can then be rooted in the spring. So you've got your mother geranium, the one that's on the window ledge, and all the little babies are those cuttings that you can then increase your stock with. Wonderful. All right. Okay. There you go. Thanks for your call, Paul. Okay, bye-bye. Thank okay. You. Don't be a stranger either. You don't always come back to visit here. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break here on uh, Zoomer Radio from the Garden Show. We have a bunch of folks who want to get wow. your attention just for a moment. Where'd yeah? the 40 minutes go? I know. Just boom, boom. Ah, amazing. Gone. We might as well just take this moment to... Say another hello for our friends at, in it's, Vancouver, Sierra Sill. That's right. And uh, they are a, a Canadian company. Mm-hmm. Amazing how this how the story developed from prospectors to you know finding a special powder or something in soil in, in the, the Sierra mountains, mountains right. that seemingly made animals around that area. Quite healthy. And well, and attracted them. They yeah. would go there specifically and, and lick these rocks. It was like, and it wasn't salt because, you know, no, no, yeah. animals will often go lick yeah. salt. So that's what started, in, you know, chemical analysis. And what is this that these animals are so attracted and to? And Michael Bentley, uh, the heck of a nice president guy, of the, the president, yep. uh, he uh, 
just did all sorts of testing, and and yeah. it's all been proven, you mm. know, in the lab work and et cetera, that these products from Sierra Sil, both the analgesic spray of which I've been speaking, and of course the the pill form. And there's a new one out now uh, with the um, active oh, oh, active got, yes yeah, curcumin. Curcumin, and, and it is is just marvelous how this all developed. If you want to get the story, yep. go to uh, SierraSil.com and read about it. It's, it's worth just. A, it's a very interesting story, and it's a great website. Yep. It'll show you where you can purchase the product. There's great, you know, letters from uh, happy customers, anecdotal information, and of course, the thing about SierraSil is it, the idea is you you should feel results in 14 days or get your money back. Not everybody will, will experience feeling better. So if you don't, then you get your money back. Yeah. But most people will. That's why that guarantee is so clear. Uh, now, it's all about feeling better naturally with Sierra Sill. For more information, go to sierrasill.com or give them a call at one eight seven seven joint 14 S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, phlox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You pick the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, reminding you of our phone numbers. Uh, there's a line open, so you can fill that by calling 411. 416- one six three six zero zero seven forty, or if you're out of town anywhere in the province, toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. We have Shelley on the line right now from St. Catharines. Hey, good morning, Shelley. Good morning. Good morning. It's a beautiful morning, it and is. I started my day off great with seeing a deer here in the north end of the city. Oh wow! Oh nice. Yeah, so that really sounds good. I'm getting a bit of an echo, so I'm... Oh, you've got to turn down your radio, uh, radio. maybe. That's it. I just did. Okay. Hey, my question for you, Charlie, regards Mm -hmm. a very old, uh, beautiful climbing rose. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's got to be well over 30 years old. And um, I brought it with me when I moved. Mm -hmm. And um, my question is, this year, it must love its spot because it's grown about 10, 12 feet high. Mm. When do I cut it back? Do I have to wait for a frost before I trim it back or With what? A, okay, I, so I'm expecting a frost tonight here well, in St. Catherine. Right. You didn't get a frost last night, did you? No. That's that banana belt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the question. What color are the flowers? A beautiful, deep red. Okay. So it's probably a blaze rose of some kind. That has a perfume to it. Oh, even better. All right. Yeah, it smells fine. Okay. So what I would suggest you do, see, with the climbing roses, is I do not do any radical cutting back in the fall. If I'm going to do anything really radical, I do it in the spring. But because climbing roses can get so tall and so out of control and send canes just all over the place, and with winter coming and the strong winds coming and those canes are going to be flinging around in the wind, that's what I do cut off now. So it's strictly for the health of the plant or the safety of my visitors that I will cut back climbing roses at this time of year. Okay, so if I just cut it back then, basically back down to the... um support that I have it growing on 
That's then right. It should be good because it's it's a good two feet above the the um, what do you call it the 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 trellis. That's the word I want. Right. So, and is the trellis against a fence or the side of the house or where's the trellis? The house. Okay. So, yeah. So if it's, the plant is shooting two feet above the trellis, so it's waving around up in that sort of two foot space, which is fine as long as it's only two feet. Like I have some climbing roses against the side of my house that will not only go two feet above, but then six feet out from there. So it's that six feet that's waving around in the, in the wind that I will cut off. Just it's the idea is just make sure it's as stable as possible. Yes, there'll be some movement, but you just don't want the plant rubbing and damaging itself, like rubbing, you know, the canes rubbing together, right. or or like I say, you know, grabbing visitors as they go by. So I do that kind of trimming now. But in the spring, then I get outdoors my pruners on a sunny day, and I will be quite hard on a on a big old climbing rose and do whatever it needs to clean it all up and tidy it all up and uh, encourage it to grow as flat to the wall as possible. Okay, and how, how low do you cut it? Or no, do you just well, cut it according to what it's showing you? Exactly. I watch for green growth, so I look I, right away in the spring, remove anything dead. So anything that's brown or black or shriveled, right away that's coming off. Right. Then it's looking where the green growth is. Where are the buds and which way are the canes? Are those, when those buds break and the growth happens, which way is that growth going to go? If it's going to grow straight off the wall into me, then I, I look at lower on the cane till I find buds that are perpendicular to the wall and I cut down to there so that when the first growth comes, it's going to grow parallel to the wall as opposed to perpendicular to the wall. Right. right? That's what you want. Oh, excellent. Makes sense? Wonderful. Excellent. Yes, it does. There Thank you, you go. very much because I don't want to lose it. It's, it's, it's very hard to find climbing roses that have perfume. That's right. And uh, that's why I've, I've babied this one. Okay. And um, so, but I mean, I was just amazed at how much it did grow this year. It's never grown that much. It was a good growing year. After such a crazy winter and a late spring, we had a great summer. Of course, you yeah. live in a great spot, too, the Garden City, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. There Absolutely. you go. Thank good you, you. Shelly. Thank you so very much. Thanks, Shelly. Have a great weekend, and thank you for uh, tuning us in here on Zoomer Radio. Hey, there's uh, Chris over there in Dunville saying hi. Good morning, Chris. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, we had a hard frost last night. You 26. Nice. That's mm. Fahrenheit, but... <laughs> True. Good point. I'm old school. Just a quick question. I've still got some glads that are uh, uh, 60 or 80 of them in the, uh, the flower bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the, everything's, everything's withered up, but it's, they're still uh, green like the mm-hmm. leaves. Yeah. Uh, when, do I, when, when can I nip them and uh, just let them dry maybe in the sun and then bag them? That's exactly what you do want to do. Well, if you've had, okay, that was your first frost last night then. Oh, that, yeah, that, that was our first frost, and it was hard. Yeah, it was. Well, so I think, I mean, you're looking at them being green, but you know what? If you left them for a couple more days, that green is going to shrivel up. So if you want to get out there today or tomorrow... Well, the idea, it's nice and sunny, and they're calling for rain. So. That's right. So I was going to say, get them out when it is sunny. Don't get them out when they're all, it's all mucky and wet out there. Well, just, uh, 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 Charlie, just cut them up an inch or two from the, from the bulb? What I would do is I'd get my digging fork, and I would fork them all out of the ground. Oh, then, fork them out, yeah. Then I would just, you know, with my hands, rub away 
away, if the soil is sticking to them, just kind of gently take as much of the soil off as you can. Lay them leaf and all onto newspapers. Yep. And that can go in the garage or just somewhere out of the weather so that they, not in the house, not too, it's too warm in the house. But well, just, I could just stick them out in the barn. Then. Yeah, keep them cool. Uh, and what you'll find is all those leaves are going to shrivel up. And yep. So give them a couple of days just on newspaper or uh, over screening or whatever. Then go in there and just cut. You're right, about half an inch to an inch of the stem will be left. Yep. And remember, when you pull up the glads, the mother glads are, are toast, right? They're gone. It's the, ba- the babies are, are what are your next crop. Because right? these bulbs, are, I, I pulled one a week ago, mm-hmm. and they're twice the size of what I planted. Nice. Yeah. Good and they year. got all kinds of little, I guess you call them corms. Yes, the corms are the little babies. But yep. they're just, uh, yeah, they're just tiny, the tiny. But cormlets. They're, just, it's all, it's cormlets. All, they're all covered. Yes. Yeah, so the corms are the mothers, and then the, all the little uh, daughters are attached. So uh, all, okay. of it, all of it is salvageable. The idea is the drying down, as you point out, the cut, removing of the foliage. And what I do to overwinter glads is an old pair of pantyhose. Just drop them into pantyhose and hang them from the rafters. I used to do that with garlic. There you go. Well, garlic, do with me. your glads, too. <clears throat> ah, well, that's... Hey, well, there you go. I learned a couple Simple. things. Simple. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Listen every week. Oh, great. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for listening. I caller there a couple oh. months ago when I called. I never did get my wings. Get your wings. Oh, my gosh. Just a second. Yeah. There we are. Better late than never. Thanks, Chris. I need all the help I can get. <laughs> all right, pal. Thank you. Bye. All right. You know, uh, Chris used the term old school when yes. he was talking. Fahrenheit. And there's a chap we're going to be speaking to in just a couple of moments uh, from Belgrave, which is near Godridge, mm. Gary. And I recognized Belgrave. Gary runs the old-time radio shop. You know, when you used to, before TV, when you sit down at, say, the Atwater yes. Cantor, the Philco, big piece before of furniture. Before my time. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen pictures, yeah. And listen to The Shadow and all. <laughs> right. But he actually fixes those old radios and has a whole How shop devoted to How do you know this. all this about ba- well, Gary? Well, Gary, he keeps in touch with me. and we're, oh. But he wants to talk, uh, he wants to talk uh, planting perennials. And we'll do that oh. in just moments, okay? okay? Right after these words on Zoom. Zoomer Radio. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Bing bong. Is that Gary Clayton from Belgrave, Ontario? Yes. How's Frank doing? (laughs) Very well, thank you. How's your old-time radio shop doing I tell you, it's popping right along. We run about eight months behind. So oh, that, wow. There's that many people with old-time radio needing fixing? Yeah, well, we do the restoration. We do the cabinets uh, as well as the radios. Wow. Isn't that great? And then we do all the car radios and the car clocks and oh. all the... And we do wind-up gramophones and it just keeps on going and going and going. Well, there you go. Pretty neat. <laughs> all right. We, we should have you on sometime to talk more about that. Yeah, yeah. we should, but, except but, we are going to have the garden show here oh, now. Oh, so right. obviously <laughs> we've got a little gardening going on, too. <laughs> all right, Gary, what's, the, what's on your mind here? Well, anyway, I have some perennials, and there's no way you can leave them in the ground, right? You have to take them up. Why? What do you mean? Isn't that correct? No. Why would you have to take them up? Uh, is it is it annuals you have to take up? Okay, so sorry. Annuals live for one year. Typically, the frost kills them. Yeah, that's what I Perennials thought. Perennials so no should way you live. Can leave an annual in the ground. It's an annual I have. Right. Annuals are typically flowers like petunias, geraniums, oh, okay. or could be vegetables like beans and tomatoes. Yeah. Could be herbs like you know 
basil chives. or yeah. no chives are perennial. Oh, gee. nice oh, try. Yeah. The, one, the one thing I mentioned. I want to slip another quick one in on you guys. But, I so wait, so what? Wait, what have you got that you're wondering about? What plants are these? Oh, it's just a. Per, it's just a. Uh, you know, flowers. Uh, oh, what do you call them? It's terrible. I'm not a flower child at all. Mm. Anyway, it's. Um, uh, Something like you planted. Oh, yeah. Now, dahlia, you can keep over winter, but you need to dig them up and protect them from the frost. Yeah, that's what I thought. They've got bulbs on them, these ones. Yeah, they've got it's a tuber. Have you, you did get a frost last night, didn't you? Oh, we've got snow up here, guys. Really? We You're kidding. snow. Uh, uh, Bayfield and Clinton yeah. area, and that is supposed to get lake snow. effect snow. And they think by tonight we'll have the ground covered, but we haven't got nothing here yet. The grass is still green, which I'm very thankful for. Well, that's good. But your these dahlias are the their leaves are no longer green, right? They're all looking quite limp and sad and dark yeah, brown. I got them covered with pails right now, so. Okay, so take away the pails. Uh, check if the leaves are all limp, like we think they probably are. You could dig out, with, again, with that digging fork, tuber and all, plant uh, tuber, uh, carefully wipe off some soil, newspapers into the garage or the shed or wherever, let them dry down. They need to really go truly dormant. Then you're going to clean them all up with your pruners and your gloves and, and you know, n- be gentle, but you're going to, you know, take off most of the soil. And then it's just a frost-free location for the winter. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, the basement's a good spot. Yeah, yeah, well, it can be, as long as it's not yeah. too warm. Yeah. All that right. Sounds great. I got another quick one on you. I got a, a tree, and it's a pussy willow tree. This thing is about 75 feet high. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. It's, a, it's over 100 years old, mm-hmm. and it's starting to die. Mm-hmm. Can I take a branch off of that to start it, or yeah. how do you start another tree? Very easily. Willows are so easy to propagate. So in the spring, just uh, if you can get some new growth, right, when you see the new growth starting to come, get a piece a foot long, cut it off, jam it in the ground, it will grow. It's that oh, easy. Really? Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> you are good, Thank Gary. You, very you much, guys. You Sneaky. snuck that second question in there, you <laughs> son of a gun. <laughs> well, we're, we're just about fresh out of time here. Right. And, and thank you very much, Gary, yeah, and all the rest for of the call. callers. Uh, see the guys from uh, Dave's Corner Garage moving in. Revving engines. Yes, indeed. Okay, quickly going back. Remember, our first caller, Alan, was interested in oh, strawberries. Yeah. What varieties? Now, Okay, OMAFRA, O-M-A-F-R-A, the Ontario Ministry of Ag, Food, Rural Affairs, .gov, .on, .ca. They've got all kinds of fact sheets. There's a good one on strawberries for home gardeners. So you could even Google strawberries for home gardeners, Ontario, and you'll find this fact sheet. Good varieties. V-Star, I remember V-Star from back in my White Rose days. Kent, Cavendish. Micmac Sparkle Bounty. So all of those are highly recommended for Ontario uh, ever-bearing varieties. All right? Thank you, thank you. Terrific. And again, Franklin, thank you for your wonderful company here on the show. Thank you, Charlotte. Oh, my. And thank (laughs) you, Sebastian, for all your wonderful help. Couldn't do any of this without great callers, so we've got to send out good vibes to the callers. And, yeah, get those long underwear uh, ready to go. Oh, that's right. If you haven't voted, don't forget to vote. And go Jays go. See you again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.
This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.